I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Log Horizon Season 3, which was... My uh, choice. Yes, very, very <laughs> much so your choice. I'm happy that it was your choice. Uh, but before that, we were actually talking about the Xbox Series X, PlayStation, and kind of help educating Rick on the fact that the Xbox or console he currently has does, in fact, have a Blu-ray player. So if you want to catch the part of that water conversation, check us out. Yeah. Patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. So, we learn about stuff we already have and should have known a while ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's it's only because we love you. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't test things out, but that that's neither here nor there. Exactly. So <laughs> uh, this actually came out really, really recent. It aired January 2021 and ran all the way through March 2021. Uh, it's based off of a light novel and the studio is Dean. Its genres are action, game, adventure, magic, and fantasy. And if anything you can understand about this. It's half the episodes compared to season one and two with it only being 12 episodes long. I don't feel like it was any shorter though. If that makes any sense. I feel like if it did try to match the length of seasons one and two, it would have done more harm than good. Personally. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that, but I would also counter with the fact that even though I did want longer episodes, like I did want a longer season, it's mainly because I like the show. Yeah. And I feel like there was so much, there is still so much story to be told. There is, there is. But even um, after three seasons, and it's not, it's not common for me to, to feel that way about an anime. Yeah. Like usually they have repetition. They've got, there was some repetition here. Like there was, there was no question, but I don't feel it was repetition in the seasons. I feel there was repetition in certain phrases like okay. uh, female uh, femininity. You know what I mean? No, you didn't. So the little ninja kept saying that this is how I show. This is how I show my femininity. Oh, bro, 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 bro. Well, <laughs> I was going to say that was on. like a huge thing. It was, but it really wasn't that big. I mean, I mean, it was lightly touched on. I don't know. I, what did you watch it subbed or dubbed? Dubbed. That'd probably be why. Yeah, it was it like wasn't, Naruto's believe it. See, they touched on it a little bit in the subs. It wasn't that big of a deal in the in the subs. I mean, like they touched on it at a couple of points. I, I believe it. I believe but, it because in Naruto, I believe it wasn't even freaking there. He he said it a couple of times in in the show. But they wanted but to make not, it his tag phrase. Yeah. And uh, it just kind of hurt I, it. <laughs> Hard. Believe I, it. I watched it. So it anyways, while we believe yeah. it, I, uh, I believe that <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that uh, the truth about season three is 
it dabbled on a very fine line for for heavy on politics, but they handled it really well and didn't yes. make it the entire focus of the season. Yes. Well, that, that's why I said I feel like it could have been a longer, it felt like a longer show because the first quarter dealt with who's going to rule and who's fit to rule in the absence of their leader who's supposed to take charge in a group of people who don't want to take charge. And Shiro is an amazing schemer. The problem is he's a schemer. Like that, that's, that's his thing. He doesn't want to lead. He doesn't want to, he's a very big picture kind of man. And when he deals with the stuff, it's almost exclusively with what's the greater good 15 steps in advance. Not what's happening now, but like, well, after this is already completed, you know, which is why I'm glad that he pointed it out and they made him a pivotal focus again. So you had the, the political for the political portion of it. It was basically who was going to, to lead the, the round table or a newly formed round table or, uh, the, basically the, the Duke uh, or the newly crowned duke eins and <laughs> that made me happy i'm not gonna lie i'm like eyes out going really oh never mind <laughs> um, got me having a hankering for uh for, the, the better days when when they were still working on overlord well we'll get to that in a minute um actually no we'll we'll talk about that after we're done with log horizon All right. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll get to that after we're done with log horizon so uh okay uh for Eins being the head of the Guild of Honesty, he he wanted certain things to be taken care of in a very particular way or or in such a way. And while they were going through the whole campaigning for it, it really showed the differences between how many adventurers and how many people of the land there are. And it really yeah. shows the dynamics of it. What's also really interesting is Shiro being the bigger picture kind of guy before they, before he even said, or they agreed to the whole, Hey, let's have this, uh, vote to decide who's going to rule over Akita Akiba. Let's, let's take it to a vote. They came up to Shiro and was like, Hey, we're not going to be able to run things. We're not going to be able to do everything effectively. We're not going to be able to take care of anything here unless you're a part of it. And you have to be a part of it for, for this to work. Like they know how pivotal he is. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because he undervalues himself, even though he puts him, he's, he's one of those people who's highly capable, lazy, and bless me, highly capable. Sorry. I lost my train of thought when I sneezed, highly capable, um, pivotal, but behind the scenes and lazy. Well, it's not that he's lazy. He takes on a very, uh, I would say he takes on a majority of the burden onto himself. Fair and unnecessarily. He doesn't like sharing because he, he it, it's kind of weird. He's self-sufficient in the manner that you, you don't think he would be given his characteristic, you know? Yeah. Which is really kind of speaks to how he is as a person. You know, he doesn't want to put anyone out and he doesn't mind going the extra, extra steps to put him out. Uh, and what's also interesting is everyone truly understands how pivotal, pivotal and important he is, even though they're not even in the same 
area as him, even though they're like from a different neighboring country. They're like, he is a very key pivotal person because, and, and they round it back again to the debauchery, uh, the tea party. yeah, debauchery tea party, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, and everyone, it's not that they were a guild. They all had their own respective guilds and everything like that. It's just everyone that in that group came together just to, to do the raid to beat it. And he was the one that took care of and planned everything. And even when he, it's like rounding back to season two, when he was like prepared just by himself with his own supplies for another 10 days for 300 (laughs) people, you know, in a raid, he, it's like shows even in this season, because he's trying to help some of his, uh, you know, some of the juniors, his juniors get prepared for their very first raid. He's like, don't be afraid to overbuy. You know, don't be afraid to stock up on supplies. Even if you don't think you're going to need it, buy it. Just get it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about the cost when the reward is, is on, is unknown yet. Yeah. Um, But what I thought was hilarious is when he started doing that, I'm like, he's Batman with enough prep time. He can't lose. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was amazing. Yeah, honestly is what it was. It was amazing. And I honestly can't, can't shortchange it on there on the, I feel like for it, they took a really finite approach to it and focused on the key points that really needed to be focused on. And yeah. what's interesting is Ein's, and I understand we're just really focusing on the, uh, on the beginning, uh, said what's got me worried is that Shiro hasn't done anything outlandish or unexpected or big. Yeah, that's what's got uh, me worried. It means everything's going according to plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's and, which is funny because everyone uh, everyone working with Ains is like, well, I don't know why you're so worried about it. I mean, like everything's going according to plan. We're winning this and that. It's like, yeah, that's that's what's got me worried. That's exactly what's got me worried. He's <laughs> like, you don't understand. This man does things. And then when he does things, things like... <sighs> magically appear in his favor. Exactly. Which is great because then at that point, when it, you finally have that bomb drop and he finally comes up and it's like, Hey, this is the final argument. And Ions goes out there. They make their argument and everything like that. Well, that's great. Shiro comes out. He's like, sup homies gates working. We're getting more people coming in. <laughs> By the way, this guy right here, uh, Kinjo, he's with us. By the way, the master of the lake, he's with us. The princess, She's with us. She's name dropping like a mofo. It's like, oh yeah, they're all these people that are super high and important that like, oh my God, what the hell are they doing up there? Kind of people. Yeah. They're all with us. So we got the financing. We got the, the legend himself, the one that you all are like, oh my God, he's a myth. No one's ever seen him. He's on our side too. You want to meet him? Yeah. It's drop a little tag and you're good. Which is, it's just, At that point, it's like, it is. And at that point, you know, it just finally everyone just like realizes, oh, well, now we know why he was so worried about it. It's it know. was magnificent. It's it was great. It yeah, I didn't see it coming either. I saw him meeting with a few people, but I didn't really see him like working like that. Yeah. I really appreciated that about this show. Um, one of the things I truly enjoyed about this is it felt like. <laughs> 
you're not going to understand this unless I explain it. And that's perfectly fine. And not just you, but like 99% of the people talking, uh, we're, we're listening. To me, it felt like the Lord of the Rings as far as quality goes. Does that make sense? Yeah. To me? Yes. I'm shocked, actually. What? The reason... <laughs> well, because wow. I thought my... I thought, well, no, no. I, it's, I usually, like, we're not on the same wavelength, typically, but... um. I just thought my thought process on this particular item was so outlandish that no, I mean like you know, how, how let me, let me get off. Okay. I mean, fair. That's basically the kind of the equivalent that I can get to because how outlandish and how stupidly prepared Gandalf is like, even if he's not there, he still has things in the works to make it happen the way he wants it to happen. You in a different way with it, but I, I agree. I was going around along the route of season three picked up right after season two with no interlude, with no backstory, with nothing. And it's almost like they did season two and three back to back. They just decided to wait on letting season three go. Well, it makes sense that it would feel like that because the same, the studio that did season two is the same studio that did season three studio Dean, which is why I kind of got the animation funk vibe from it. Like I, I, the animation was good. It just wasn't as good in my opinion. As season one, as season one, because, because it was studio Dean and and season one, it was a satellite that did. That was the uh, studio for sharper quality. I would say. Yeah. Um, But uh, so going back to just to explain just a little more, Lord of the Rings was all three one all three movies were done back to back to back. There was no break. They just released them at a different time, which is why I felt like this was done the same way. But, you know, it makes sense if you have the same people. One of the things that still kind of surprises me and impresses me is season one, two and three. You have core characters who don't change like the mentality and I'm not saying like they don't change in the sense they become stagnant. I mean, they don't change as in the core character was, it felt like thoroughly explained in the beginning. And that, that, that blueprint of the character was passed on to the next studio. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I liked the progression of the younger ones. So like the core characters, the older characters who were already steadfast in their ways, steadfast in their experiences and all this stuff. It's just another trial rather than a new trial. If that makes any sense. Um, And the newer characters come through and the younger characters, I should say come through and they're, they're being molded by the experiences. So at the end of season three, they're completely different than at the beginning of season two. Obviously they'd almost have to be considering the situation they were in. Oh yeah. But like, like the, so the end of season three, they're still different than the end of season two. And one of the biggest turns that I found was in season two, one of the most awesome things that happened in my opinion was the fact that Shira was able to change a person of the land into an adventurer. Yeah. And they actually round back to that in season three. And at the same time, you're also given an understanding and a story as to what actually has been happening with Krusty 
the whole time he's been on another server. <laughs> that was awesome. I loved that recap and it kind of upset me, but at the same time I was, I was completely okay with it mm-hmm. when they did their little intermission. Yeah. And what's really, really cool is even Krusty being the he, number one guild leader for, for the entire battle guild leader. Yeah. Battle guild leader. Um, even then, even he still heeds what Shiro says because of how critical Shiro is in general for almost anything. Yeah, the knowledge, the insight, the, the, the perspective, the trust it's been earned. Exactly. And what's interesting is Shiro or Krusty had a bunch of statuses inflicted on him. Loss of memory unable to heal, unable to regenerate health, all this other stuff. And when he's in the middle of a fight, all of a sudden he's like, Oh, I remember this. And I'm starting, I'm able to regenerate health as long as I'm killing this or damaging the said person. Mm -hmm. And he goes back to what Shiro said, unless you have something ironclad written out, changes can be made. And the statuses you inflicted on me, You never said I couldn't regain my memory. You never said I couldn't regain my health if I were to do this. Yeah. You just said I potions or killing monsters can't regenerate my health. You never said (laughs) me damaging you specific type of monster can't regenerate my health. You never said I couldn't regenerate my or regain my memories. Which kind of brings me to a next question. He wasn't a scribe of any way, any kind, shape or form. No. So how was he able to manipulate the contract? It's not that he manipulated the contract. It's that he saw something that jogged memory. And one of his memories was I, unless there is something that is wholly agreed upon between the two parties with a firm signature, it can be changed. He was forced that particular contract on him. Didn't mean he Mm. agreed to it. So he wants to change it. And he has the ability to. And so he is. Now, one of the things that he did that kind of worried me, for lack of a better term, he could gain power, gain magic points by sacrificing his memories. Yes. And that's something that Shiro found interesting, too, which I thought was really cool, which brings to to question um, why, like, if you're stuck there, are you basically sacrificing only the memories that you have of your home? Or, or the oldest memories, or are you also in the danger of sacrificing new memories? See, I understand where you're coming with that. And, and the way I understood it, I saw it as a Rolodex of sorts, where you have a full Rolodex and you start in the front and you work your way to the back. And when you run out of space, the ones in the front kind of fall off to make room for ones in the back. So I assumed it was the older memories or the memories that are not needed to be remembered every day. The ones that aren't at the forefront of your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because originally when people were dying and they didn't realize what was going on, they're like, I think I had a dog. I probably had a sister. My childhood sucked, but I don't remember too much beyond that. So it was like the, I agree, the older memories. But I also would like to throw out the theory that the older memories contain more power because when he was throwing away old memories, he gained a lot more MP. It could be just me hoping and it, it was just abstract and didn't really matter. But I also noticed that like some of the things he was forgetting were people who he interacted with in game. Well, the people he wasn't able to remember or who he was interacting with in game 
was before he regained his memory because he was trying to remember who they were like because of the status effects. It said he Mm. lost his memories and he's like, I vaguely remember them. And then all his memories came back. All the ones that had been locked away because of that curse. Mm. He instantly remembered who who his uh, guildmates were, who everyone else was, who Shira was. And, you know, so he, he remembered all of them after that wolf died and the arm was there in now, front of him. Did that wolf become the arm? I think so. I would think so. That, that would make sense. Cause he, uh, we were thinking like she lost an arm. Mm-hmm. What happened to that, that arm thing? And because we saw it at up. the end of season two with it, yeah, he had it. So uh, th- I'm glad that they also tied in where Continuity. the arm came from. Yeah. And again, that's, that's kind of why I feel like it was, it was put right afterwards because continuity, even the small details are brought in. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I I think it also just really uh, plays to the fact that it was luckily the same director. (laughs) Yeah. All the way through all three seasons. I wonder how that would feel. Like if you had to put yourself in a situation where you are in charge of creating something that you know, millions of people are going to watch and and beyond that, even more millions will enjoy throughout, you know, the foreseeable future. Yeah. And how many millions of people are going to be pissed at you for forgetting something they thought was important. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. That would be awkward. Case in point. Dear Lord, the live actions, how much hate have live actions gotten? You know what? And for I would, some reason, they still do it. Probably because the people that are watching the live actions have never watched an anime before in their life. So uh, that's probably why that they're still doing it. You got a point. You got a point. Their they're, live actions are on places like Netflix and whatnot. So maybe if they watch them there first, oh, that's a scary thought. That's That's the only thing I can think of is they have a large enough following for people that watch the live actions and they're like, Oh, oh this God. is a great fantasy and everything like that. And they watch it. They don't know that there's an actual anime out there. That's actually far better that you could watch. I, I just had a very, very scary thought. Think if you will, someone in our near future or distant future, grandkids, even who are like, yeah, we watched um, death note. It was pretty good. You're like, Wow. I remember watching Death Note. What happened? Like, yeah, William Defoe was really good in it. And you're like, wait, what? No, he wasn't. Did you watch the sub or the dub? You're like, what's a sub? Uh, what's a dub? And then you're like, I don't know if you're related to me or not. And they're like, no, no, watch. You're going to love it. It's great. And it's the live action that we're talking crap about right now. And you're like, no, no, it's no. not. No, watch this. Watch you, this instead. You're disowned. Like, oh, I don't know you. Grandpa. You're <laughs> oh, dead grandpa. to me. You, Get the hell out of my you house. Don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, it's the dementia. It's kicking in. He just doesn't know what good shows look like anymore. Like, yeah, but I know what my <laughs> foot up yo, looks like. <laughs> right. the hell I'm not old enough not to kick your ass. <laughs> Uh, uh, get out of here with that fake crap. Yeah, like no, I know I have a vivid imagination, but like it goes there, and I'm just like, what if? What if that happens one day? Oh, I most certainly will. I know, I know for a fact it will. But that's okay. 
I accept my reality and that I will be disappointed. I, I will be disappointed from the womb. I will be, I will be like, this is what anime is. This is what garbage is. This is what you don't want. This is what will get you an inheritance. Look, 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 look. There's a reason why we have baby clothes for sale. All right. <laughs> that <laughs> say this is why we've we, in training. Yeah. We have baby clothes for sale. We do at our store store. So, so Featuredanimepodcast.com. <laughs> Train them right. Exactly. Start them early. That's all we're saying. <laughs> don't don't hesitate no. to just start them right off the bat with some great classics like <laughs> No Game No Life, Lock <laughs> Horizon. I mean, like it doesn't matter. They're not going to remember most of it anyways. But start them off with like Lock Horizon, No Game No Life. Uh, yeah. If you want to go. Your lie in April. It's triumph. Oh, dear Lord. No, no. You gotta you gotta wait till they're emotionally available <laughs> to watch that. Because if you watch it and you are a cold hearted, just not feeling five year old and you watch it, you're like, that's what my life is supposed to be, huh? All right, fine. Where's the piano? I'll learn it so my mom will die. Oh, and that's cold. Well, that's dark. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's that's what a five year old that's what five year old me would get out of that. Uh, I don't want it to happen, but I guess this is life. This is how it's going to be someday. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, but going going back to it, um, part of the progression I really liked. So, oh, oh God. Uh, I watched the dub. I know we, we went over that, but I, I, I really I feel like it's important to, to really just drive home the surprise I had with Nyanta. Okay. The cat. Yeah. The voice actor they have playing him in the dub sounds like he's the same guy who, who acted in, in, in Shaft. Well, in case you didn't remember, uh, I had talked about this before. You did, yes. But I swear I didn't. I was not expecting that. Like, dude had a smooth tone, jazzy style. And I, I was just like, you know, he. this is, a, this is what you call a miss care a miscast because this dude should be like he's so silky smooth in his delivery every single time and and like i can't i i was watching the the sub for season one and in mostly season two and nianta was never this smooth at all he was more of a like he'd, he'd say meow and stuff like that and like meowsery and you'd be like all right cool it's a higher pitched voice you know it's a cat this dude came in meowsery. <laughs> You're like, whoa, yeah. who are you trying to seduce every time you have dialogue? The guy, he's a good voice actor. I, I'm not going to yeah, say he, he is. He definitely should not have been voicing Nyanta, though. I am just saying. like, <laughs> th That's why I said, and I, I talked about this once before. I said, do not watch the dubs. They miscast <laughs> Nyanta. Like, He's hey baby. Oh yeah, baby. Instead of <laughs> yeah. meows, it's baby. It's yeah. like, what's up, baby? Talking to a girl. What's up, baby? How you doing? I'm gonna show you how to make them cookies, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Like, like I said, fantastic choice for any other character. Oh, except for Shiro. That'd be kind of creepy. I'd be a little bit concerned. I wouldn't be. I could totally see Shiro <laughs> going, what's up, baby? I got <laughs> no, some uh, plans uh, going on here, baby. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I Let got me take it, care baby. Of it. 
<laughs> oh man. No. Oh. 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 So now we took care of most of the show so far. Um leading towards the final act, I would say I was very surprised to see emotional growth. Yes. Me too. Happy. Don't get me wrong. Happy, but surprised. I was not expecting it. I was expecting the aloof notice me senpai to last the entire th- I thought that was what was gonna happen. Oh not yeah. yeah. The, not not what actually happened. And you know <sighs> it's I love not, you when you're just like, what? It's not just the emotional growth on one party. Yeah. It's the emotional yeah. growth from so it's not just Minori that you see the emotional growth from. It's uh, also emotional growth from Shiro and the same thing for Akatsuki too. And it did not feel forced. It did not. I like how it all tied in together. I like how it flowed and I like how it flowed, not just at the end, it flowed at the very beginning. Like you could see the, see this going on all the way through. And then you also see the emotional growth or the princess as well. Well, and then our final boss kind of, I see how that was a decent catalyst for everything that happened, you know? Yes. And I see it, it. it, it makes, it makes what everything happened. Makes sense. Yeah. So makes sense. But the person, the person that changed the most was, was the, the person in the land. He went from a happy go lucky. I want to please everybody to someone. I could actually see people relying on. I am really happy about him too. They still joked about it. Him. He was still a Rundle house. Uh, They still joked a little bit about it, but he was, you could tell his growth was a lot more serious. It was a lot more mature. And I feel like it really has to do with that. Shiro gave him the opportunity to be an adventurer. And I feel like he's trying to live up and not let Shiro down. So I have a question about that. What's Shiro's goal? End game. Final, final thing. Well, he's talked about it a couple times. He wants to find a way to be able to go home, but that's evolving yes. and changing. And I don't think it's necessarily that anymore. What I think it is, is now he just wants to kind of just figure out the inner workings of what's going on and, and to put it more so to his advantage because he, he wants to go to the moon. And he said that several times. He's like, we need to go to the moon. We need to go there. We need to figure out what's going on. And he's putting pieces together. And you see that all the way throughout. He wants, he's putting these pieces together. And it's his, his uh, goal is evolving based on the, his experiences and the feedback he's getting from other people. So take, for example, uh, what's her face from the debauchery tea party? The girl that uh, Shiro fell in love with. Oh, yeah. Uh, Konami. Yep. I'm so happy you remembered. I was like, I know it starts with a K. Um, like before he was just like, hey, we need to figure out a way to go home. And then at the end of season two, she comes back and says, hey, uh, I want to be able to bring my kids here and show them this great, wonderful world that I'm in, you know, and it mm-hmm. dawned on him. And he was like, yeah, you know, that's I didn't even think about that, about people want bringing people in. And being able to make it so that way they can actually leave if they want to come and go as they please. That brings me to my next point. My next question, if you will, there are people who are missing and they bring that up because they're not sure if they found a way home or if they've been comatose 
or, or like whatever's happened. He's, and he says, oh, it's most likely they just separated, got depressed and went on their own and just did a thing. And then they're like, no, no, there's still other people who are gone. We've, we, we have ways of checking different servers now. They're nowhere to be found. So one of the things that's interesting that they showed at the beginning of the, of the uh, opening credits, the building exploding. Mm-hmm. What I think it is, because that show they're showing that buildings can be destroyed. Okay. And it's referenced that you could even buy the cathedral in season two. Like you can buy mm-hmm. the towns and basically do what you want. What I think it is, is, is that they went to a server where there was no cathedral and went to a town, died, and then that was it. Oh, that would suck. I assumed that if you died, you'd go back to the last cathedral you were part of, not necessarily the last town that had a cathedral, but that would be scary and dangerous. But well, think about it. If you're going to a new server and the cathedral (sighs) in that server has been destroyed. Yeah, you have a point. That's worrisome. So that's incredibly worrisome. I have a feeling. I I don't know. It may not be that. But I'm actually probably going to read. Maybe they'll uh, in the manga, they'll actually allude to that or or discuss that or shed some light on there. If anyone else actually has some light to shed on that, I would I would love to know. We both would love to know. Yeah, because that that would not going to say it would change my opinion, but it definitely wouldn't hurt, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I know exactly what you mean. So. All right. So I was going to say, I think that's about it. I think this is a good spot. So on a scale of uh, up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? Um, Definitely not as high as season one. I think season one, it's pretty damn good. What did I rate that? A nine and eight, something like that? Ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to make sure I didn't undershoot. I didn't overshoot it. This one, if number one is a 10, which I still agree with, I want to throw that out there. Number two... Not a 10. I didn't give that one a 10. That's for name. No, no. We, the average score for that one was an eight. Yeah. But try and rate this one as a standalone, man. Gives gives your view. I was going to say, I was going to say eight and Nick is like, I can't go up to a nine. There's too many things I would change, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So 10, eight, eight, I would say. Okay. I imagine you're probably going to go with a six or a seven, but I'm, I'm going with a, I'm going with a seven. Okay. It's great. It's good. It's good. The animation was clean, but not as clean as season one. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm happy with the length. Yeah, the ending is <laughs> stupidly open, which I would with rate it as a one just on that alone because of how open ended it leads up to a season four, but it at the same time gives you the impression that there will not be a season four. So that disappoints and angers me, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm happy with where they left it. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, That's okay. That is okay. As I uh, gave us, it gave us a no game, no life ending basically. Yes. Like wait till next time. Will there be a next time? I don't know. Yeah. So that is, why I'm giving it a seven. I mean, it's great. I love the opening and ending uh, sequence for it. It was great. Uh, I was really disappointed that we had to wait so long for the season three. Really disappointed that we don't have word if there's going to be a season four. Dear God, I hope there will be, but we'll just have to wait and see. 
circles back to what I was saying before. There's so much to be, this world has so much more to offer. <laughs> this story has so much more to give. Yes. And I hope it's the same. Everybody. I hope it's the same uh, company that makes it. I hope it's the same producer, same director, because they're knocking it out of the park. They are. That they are. All right. So next week is my choice. It is indeed. And if you were all listening uh, to the bonus content, you would have heard that my choice is actually going to be Tokyo Godfathers. Tokyo Godfathers. Yes, sir. It's a movie. It came out in 2003. It's by the same director that did Paprika and Perfect Blue. So being that we both (laughs) love those movies, why not go with another one of his? And Psychological mischief. No, the genres for this one are a comedy and drama. So it's different. Okay. All right. It's comedy and drama and there is no source work. So it's an original. Like Paprika was? Yeah. Okay. I'll prepare myself. Oh, I, I would assume that it's not going to be a psychological or mind trip or anything like that. So, okay. Yeah, that's, it's, say, it's, it's, there good. is, there is no source material. So like how Cowboy Bebop is an original. <laughs> so Paprika. Fair, fair. Actually, I take that back. Paprika was based off of a novel. Okay. Okay. We can make that work then. Well, I, I should phrase, I can convince myself it won't mess me up. Well, genres are comedy and drama. So I'd be surprised if you got messed up. <laughs> I was laughing so okay. hard. I broke something. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was looking at it. I'm like comedy and drama. That sounds a whole lot like a slice of life to me. No, not quite. <laughs> not quite. Oh, All no, right. I'm looking forward to it. So, well, that's all the time that we have for today. I hope you enjoyed this week's choice. Uh, feel free to reach out to us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com at those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook. Um, if you want to catch some of that pre content and post content that we do talk, uh, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, or if you want to buy some merch and help support us like that store.featuredanimepodcast.com. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick, and I hope you get stuck with us on our own server. <laughs> Later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.